Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 194, A Little Summertime Turkey Soup. And I am your host and the guy who did it. I saw even more poults this past Sunday afternoon. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that here in just a minute. But right now we are 246 days, 11 hours, 50 minutes, and 40 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So this past Sunday... I tricked my lovely bride into going down to my place south of Birmingham and spending the day there for a little fishing and some hiking. And after church Sunday morning, we loaded up and headed down that direction. We got there probably around 1230 or so. We did not see any turkeys on the way in. Well, after fishing for a little while and going for a little hike for about two hours, we began to head out. And as we were leaving in the truck, we rounded a curve in the road, and there stood what obviously was two different groups of poults. And now I'm not sure how many poults there were total here, because they were right on the edge of the woods. And some of the poults were in the woods, some of them were on the side of the road. But it was very easy to tell that there were two different groups of poults there because one group was about twice the size of the other group. And I'm guessing that maybe one of the hens that was there with those poults might have had a nest destroyed and re-nested and her poults were the smaller poults there in the group. Because, I mean, they were literally half the size of the other group of poults. Nonetheless, whatever the reason for this difference in size in the poults. I was excited to see poults. I was excited to be able to show them to my wife who got to see them and she did notice the size difference as well. We're not exactly sure how many hens or how many poults were in that group just because they were right there on the edge of the woods. Now I did count four poults when we rounded the curve in the road. I could see definitely that there were four poults there. And I saw one hen as she stepped into the woods, but that was pretty much it. Then on the way, from there to the gate to leave the property, we saw two other turkeys. One of them I know was a hen, and she didn't have any poults with her that I could tell. Now, she could have very well have had poults that were in the woods as she was right on the edge of the woods, 
right there on the edge of the road. The other turkey I saw from a distance out of the corner of my eye down one of the side roads. And by the time I got the truck stopped and we backed up, that turkey had walked off the edge of the road. So I don't know what that turkey was. But I'm still seeing hens and poults, and I'm still fired up about that. That's obviously good news. And they are working these roads and the grass along these roads, I'm assuming just eating as many grasshoppers and bugs as they can to get as much protein as they can so they can get ready for the winter. And needless to say, we had a great afternoon. We caught some fish, saw some turkeys, and got to hike up and down some hills. I may or may not have said this before on the show, but my wife loves to cook, and she does the majority of the cooking here at the house. I know. Lucky me. In fact, she makes us a lunch most every day. She takes hers to work, I take mine to work, and that way we don't have to eat out. Hey, it saves me more money for turkey hunting. (laughs) Now, she, like most cooks, likes to cook according to the seasons. And right now, because it's about 90 to 94 degrees outside every day here in Alabama with feels-like temperatures of almost 239 degrees we're eating a lot of salads and i really don't mind because i love a salad and i can mix things up by using different dressings and toppings and proteins and salads are nice and refreshing during the hot part of the day and the hot part of the year as well so what does all of this talk about food and weather have to do with turkeys or turkey hunting well it has me craving a little turkey soup to go with my salads for this week. That's right. The feels like temp today is a meager 224 degrees and I'm going to serve us up some turkey soup. Since I'm on the subject of cooking and food, I need to share the recipe that I used on the wild turkey that I cooked last night. So I cooked last night because my wife had dinner plans with some friends. So I defrosted a half of a turkey breast and the one tenderloin that comes with that breast. And I had previously brined this turkey before I froze it. Now this was a bird that I killed in 2016 and somehow this package of meat got pushed down to the bottom of the freezer and it's been overlooked for what is now a couple of years. So I needed to cook it, I needed to get rid of it, and I cut off some of the freezer burn that was on the meat. I got the turkey breast washed off after trimming it up a bit. I cut the large tendon that runs through the length of the breast, spread the breast out on the cutting board. I seasoned it with garlic salt, onion powder, and fresh ground pepper. I used about one tablespoon of onion powder and garlic salt and a sprinkling of black pepper. Then I used my jacquard and I tenderized the breast and the tenderloin, punching holes in the white sinew that covers the front part of the breast, and cutting the muscle fibers in that meat so that it will be more tender. After running the jacquard for about one to two minutes, I slipped the breast into a storage bag, and I clipped that bag to the side of a large pot filled with water. And then I attached my sous vide to the side of the pot and let it keep the water temp at about 140 degrees for two and a half hours. Basically, slow cooking the breast and the tender for two and a half hours. 
After that, I removed the bag from the pot and the breast from the bag, and I put the breast in the skillet where I already had some garlic-infused olive oil heated. Oh yeah, getting good. I browned the breast in the tender in the skillet on medium heat for about two minutes on each side until it turned golden brown. I took the meat out of the skillet. I cut off about a third of the breast for my plate and could already tell it was cooked perfectly and it was still very juicy in the center. Now here's a couple of things that I noted after cooking and tasting the turkey breast. So the meat was cooked perfectly and actually was tender enough to cut with a fork and the flavor was really good, but I almost messed up the entire breast by putting garlic salt on it. I should have used only garlic powder because the meat was almost too salty for my taste. I didn't think about the fact that the meat had been brined in salt water already and it had a good bit of salt in that salt water brine that had soaked into the breast even before I seasoned it with the garlic salt. The second thing is I love garlic. My wife and I use it on or in almost everything we cook. So if you don't like garlic, then you can obviously leave it out entirely or just use regular olive oil or butter. And I would recommend unsalted butter, especially if you have brined your turkey breast like I did. So you could use that olive oil or butter in the skillet instead of the garlic infused olive oil that I used. And one last thing, if you don't know what a sous vide or a jacquard is, then go online and check those out. So I think I paid about $15 for my jacquard several years ago, and I use that thing all the time on wild game. Venison and turkey, it does such a great job of tenderizing your venison and your turkey. It's just a huge, huge help when it comes to cooking wild game. And I paid about 60 to $70 for my sous vide on Amazon. And it was one of the cheapest ones on the site, and it had stellar reviews as well. If you don't have a jacquard or a sous vide, you need one. Both of those tools are amazing. The sous vide is amazing for correcting the biggest error that we can all make when cooking any wild game, and that error is overcooking the meat. So jacquard is J-A-C-C-A-R-D, and sous vide is S-O-U-S, second word, V-I-D-E. Go online and check them out if you don't have them. The sous vide is a very simple, very easy, very lazy, and very delicious way for you to cook some turkey this weekend. All right, so before I get into the turkey soup, I've been all over food today, haven't I? Before I get into the turkey soup, I just want to say to you guys, Happy Thanksgiving. So, if you're on my, if you are on my mailing list, the newsletter mailing list, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The morning of July 4th, my email software automatically sent out the Happy Thanksgiving email that I have that goes out to all of the people that are on the mailing list. And a couple of you guys actually sent me emails wishing me a happy Thanksgiving in return as well, and I appreciate that. So I apologize. Somehow, some way, there was a bug in the software. It sent that out automatically on July 4th to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. So for those of you who are not on my mailing list to receive emails from me, 
from my family to yours, happy Thanksgiving. Okay, so I really can't do anything about that other than laugh because it's done. I apologize to all you guys who are on the email list for that email going out. I thank the ones of you who got a good laugh out of it, and hopefully it won't happen again. I guess we'll all find out, won't we? So as you know, turkey season is really not far away. Now the spring season in Alabama is 246 days away, but it is almost time to buy your fall turkey permits in Nebraska. So starting August the 13th at 1 p.m. Central Time, hunters can buy a fall turkey permit, which allows that hunter to harvest two turkeys of either sex with a shotgun or a bow. Now here's something cool. Each hunter can have up to two permits. One permit gives you two turkeys. Two permits give you four turkeys. That's high math. The fall season in Nebraska runs from September the 15th through the end of January of 2019. That is four turkeys over a four and a half month period of time. Either sex. Man, I'm telling you, if Nebraska was not so far away from good college football, I'd probably move there. Now, speaking of being so far away from good college football, Michigan's fall turkey license application period opened on 7-1 and it closes on 8-1. The fall season up there opens on September the 15th and runs all the way through November the 14th of this year. And you guys must know that I'm kidding about Nebraska not having any good college football and Michigan not having any good college football because you have to know that I know that the good fortune that lies with Alabama football right now and has over the past 10 years is not going to continue forever. So I'm getting off the topic of college football and I'm moving back to turkeys. And in fact, I want to talk about counting turkeys. As you know, I've been doing my own counting and surveying over the past month or so, counting the number of poults and hens that I see. My counts are obviously based solely on my observations. They are very unscientific and probably don't give anywhere near an accurate representation of what the poult recruitment is like in central Alabama this year because there's a real good chance I am seeing a lot of the same hens and poults every time that I see them. I have no way of knowing that. So that leaves some serious holes in the validity of my numbers. But a couple of states have started their annual population surveys and poult recruitment surveys as well. And those states are Iowa, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Now, the powers that be in these states want your help in completing these surveys and counts. In fact, they need your help. Now, the more information that our wildlife biologists and Department of Natural Resources employees can gather on the turkey populations and poult recruitments, the better job they'll be able to do in managing the resource. So residents in Iowa can participate in the annual population estimates by reporting all of the turkeys that they see in July and August. There's a link 
to an online survey and a survey card at www.iowadnr.gov slash capital H in hunting slash hunting slash turkey dash hunting. And now that's a capital H in the word hunting, a capital T in the word turkey, and a capital H in the word hunting. So iowa.dnr.gov slash hunting slash turkey dash hunting. If you did not receive a card, go online and help the Iowa DNR out with their population survey. South Carolina residents, your Department of Natural Resources needs help with their survey that they are going to be doing in July and August. Now, anyone in the state of South Carolina can participate in this, but of course, participants must be able to identify wild turkeys and must be comfortable in telling the difference between hens, poults, and gobblers. And I pray that everyone who listens to this show can do those things. So what you need to do is you need to print a survey form. And to do that, go to www.dnr.sc.gov slash wildlife slash turkey slash pdf slash survey form web.pdf. Now the only capital letters in that string and that address are the S in survey, the F in form, and the W in web. www.dnr.sc.gov slash wildlife slash turkey slash pdf slash capital S in survey capital F in form capital W in web dot PDF. Now the survey in South Carolina is ongoing through August the 29th. So there's still plenty of time to participate in this for you guys in South Carolina. For all of you guys in North Carolina, same deal. The Wildlife Resources Commission is looking for your help in recording sightings through August the 31st. Now, they said that last year, more than 1,200 people helped with the survey and that they had observations of more than 35,000 turkeys. I think that's a pretty decent survey results. Now, this year is going to be a little bit different than previous years because this year you can actually use a smartphone or a tablet to enter your observations. Finally, North Carolina stepping into the technology era. Now, for you guys in North Carolina, you need to go to www.ncpaws.org slash capital P, capital A, capital W, capital S, slash capital S in surveys, slash capital P in public, capital E in entry, slash capital T in turkey brood, capital T in turkey, capital B in brood, capital L in login, that's L-O-G-I-N, dot A-S-P-X. And the last state we're going to talk about with turkey surveys going on right now is Kentucky. And the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife now has a smartphone app for people to report turkeys and poults spotted this summer. So that's even better. And of course, the department says the new app and web-based survey is going to make it faster and more convenient for people to help them out, which is very important because we're all busy. We don't want to take any more time doing something than we have to these days. Now, this survey is going to go through the end of August. 
If you want to learn more about the survey or even register to participate, go to fw.ky.gov slash capital hunt slash capital pages slash capital spring dash capital turkey dash capital hunting dot aspx. Now I've given you guys all of those web addresses where you can learn more about your state survey or even sign up to participate in those. I know many of you listen to the show while you're driving, so please don't write that down. Just go to Google and type in your state and something along the lines of annual wild turkey population survey and you should see a link to the site where you can register and learn more information about it in the results there on Google. So go check that out. Be sure to participate in those surveys. They are very important because they help your state biologist and game departments determine your season length and your bag limits. Now since we're talking about counting. We're going to talk some more numbers. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources said that their spring turkey harvest for 2018 was down about 10 percent compared to 2017. They think that weather had a good bit to do with that and I would second that because when I was there which was early May, I believe I was there for the third week of season, I was told by several people who usually turkey hunt that they had applied for first season or second season tags. And during first season, I think they had about 6 to 12 inches of snow across the majority of the state. In second season, I think it rained for about three or four days straight. From what people were telling me, because of the weather, they didn't hunt this spring. And then when you get to the last season for Wisconsin, they had record high temperatures recorded throughout the state. So, you know, it it was not great weather conditions. The state issued 138,544 harvest authorizations through their drawings that they have and 74,237 over-the-counter authorizations were sold. And that's about... 325 more authorizations sold or issued this season compared to 2017. So you would look at that number and you would say, okay, well, there were more hunters. But what actually happened is your harvest authorizations that were sold as part of the limited draws were sold before people knew that the weather was going to be bad during the youth season, the first week and the second week of season. So I think that during those periods, the harvest numbers were down a little bit. I had never hunted Wisconsin before this year, but based on the number of turkeys that I saw and the number of turkeys that I heard, I don't believe that Wisconsin turkey hunters have any need to worry about the health of their population. Unlike the hunters in Arkansas. So Arkansas harvest numbers declined yet again this past spring. That makes 14 years in a row, 14 years in a row, that harvest numbers in the state of Arkansas have declined compared to the previous year. In fact, this year the numbers were down about 22%. So you're talking almost 8,000 birds harvested this year compared to over 10,000 harvested in 2017. 
Now, from what I'm reading and what I'm hearing, the situation in Arkansas is pretty bad, and there doesn't seem to be any discovery as to why their population has decreased over the past 15 years. And, you know, that's a common problem in a great deal of the country, especially in the southeast and in a few northeastern states as well. Speaking of northeastern states and bad news, Delaware harvest numbers were down so Delaware wildlife officials say that hunters harvested 571 birds during their hunting season and that that is a 12% drop from 2017's harvest numbers of 652 birds. And the officials say that weather-related hunting conditions were pretty bad during the first and the last week of the season and that that likely contributed to the lower harvest. I mean, look, when you're only killing 650 birds in a state, then it doesn't take much to skew those numbers, does it? And just when you thought you'd heard all of it, we have a little more of the same news in Michigan. Weather, weather, weather seems to be the culprit for the decline in hunter participation and harvest numbers in the state of Michigan for 2018. Now, I don't think the final numbers are in for Michigan just yet, but that's the preliminary reports that hunter participation is down and the harvest numbers are down as well. So we'll see when the final numbers come out exactly how everything turned out for 2018. But I know from talking to many of my friends in Michigan that the weather was pretty poor up there for a fair amount of the season. And then once the winter weather stopped, it got pretty hot. So that probably has a great deal to do with their harvest numbers declining because I don't think that the state of Michigan has a turkey population decline going on like much of the country does either. So now that I've got all of that bad news out of the way, I'm going to share some info that I think will calm the fears of many of you listening to this show as concerned citizens of this fine country. You guys can rest easy tonight knowing that the turkey population is finally under control at the Meade Mobile Home Park in Spokane, Washington. So residents of this trailer park say that when they first noticed turkeys in the neighborhood that there were only about 10 or 15 turkeys, but the numbers grew over a period of time to about 200 turkeys. But like I said, you can rest easy in knowing that if you ever visit this mobile home park, that the situation has improved since last winter because a wildlife officer tracked, trapped, and relocated dozens of turkeys and that they feel like the turkey population in the neighborhood has been cut down to close to half of what it was. Now, all I can say about that is me and my buddies tried to help out with all of that this past spring, but we were only able to take four turkeys out of the population because we had to move on. I would be happy if the city of Spokane wanted me to come up there and gave me permission. I would be happy to help out with their wild turkey overpopulation problem. So, if you're a city official in Spokane, Washington, and you would like to help me out, hit me up on Twitter, at Turkey hitman. There's a reason for that handle. Okay, as if that wasn't strange enough for you guys, I've got some strange news in Utah as well. The Utah Wildlife Board has approved using rimfire firearms for fall turkey hunting this year. Also, 
for the first time in Utah. Fall hunters can get up to three general season turkey permits. Now there are some areas that are only going to have a limited number of permits for their four general season turkey hunts in those areas, but Utah is opening up more fall turkey hunting opportunities in the state. And, you know, when we were there hunting last year in 2017, the man that ran the outfit that we hunted with was actually on the Utah Wildlife Board. And he told us that Utah's turkey population has been increasing and that the board was considering loosening some of the restrictions on turkeys. And I think with the changes that they made in the summer of 2017, which I'm pretty sure was increasing the bag limit, in the spring from one turkey to two turkeys and with the changes that they've made this summer the board's actions are proving his comments to us to be true so all is not lost in this world i figured i would make the last ingredient in the pot of turkey soup a tasty one since there were so many bad ingredients thrown in during the middle of the show hey i'm a glass half full kind of guy or Today, you might say I'm a glass one-tenth full kind of guy. So, as you know, it's been a while since I've done a turkey soup episode, and I know that we're going to have more of them coming up during these dog days of summer that are on the horizon. But there is news in there that you guys need to know, especially those of you who want to hunt this fall in Nebraska or Michigan. You need to get on with it and go ahead and apply for your permits for those states. All right, so before I cut you guys loose for the week, I have a favor to ask you. If you are one of the few people this week that I have not made mad about my college football comments, (laughs) then please forward this week's show to a turkey hunting buddy or just a hunting buddy in general. And you can share this week's episode by going into your podcast player application, clicking on the share button in that application, and you can actually share the link for this week's show via text message to anyone in your contact list on your telephone. That's a huge help for the show and is very much appreciated by me. And hey, you guys in Michigan, you know I love you. There are a lot of people in Michigan that listen to this show and I hear from them all the time, which is awesome. I really do love hearing from you guys. And I can't say I have any less love for you guys in Nebraska as well. So all of my negative comments about football were just in fun. That's it. That's all that I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.